This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the MK1 podcast, your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Tons. Well, another two games to look back at from this past week. Of course, one one being a bit positive than the other. Um, but hey, this we'll get into it all. And only two of us on the call this week. Uh, so myself, uh, Liam, and joining me is Ross. Ross, how you doing? Yeah, all good and well after those uh, three points yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was nice to get off the board. Um, we're on the board to say sorry uh, with regards to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into all the all the all the little bits regarding both those performances. Um, I think we, me and Ross discussed it before we jumped on here, and I think we're going to break it down as both games collectively. I d- I don't think we either of us want to relive that it's which performance to be honest too much. It was uh, I think it's fair to say it was. I think Ross would agree with me here. The worst Manning performance. For a team I've seen since he joins, it was just um so disjointed and they just this weren't very good. But we'll get we'll get into some elements of that. But I think it's uh I think the the most the, the biggest talking point from both games was was Bradley Johnson, and I think that's why we we titled this sort of podcast the the two the two sort of versions of Bradley Johnson in some senses because I think the one that I saw against uh, Ipswich will be lost three now if you didn't know. Um, was one who just didn't really rise up to the occasion, just let the game go by, didn't really get involved physically. And yeah, the passes that he was doing, I, I appreciated him wanting to get the team forward and try and be a bit more progressive. But he didn't really read the situation too well in the first half for me. And, you know, he, he cost us a lot of opportunity with the ball and, you know, didn't, did not help with that young group there who was really hit back quite early with that early goal conceded in the fifth minute. Um, from West Burns, I believe. So, and yeah, by the time second goal went in, the game was done. Um, but on the other hand, Port Vale, whilst the team for me won two one, by the way, we beat Port Vale two one, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, whilst the team for me didn't really play well again, um, which we'll get onto later on, I thought Bradley Johnson 
really stepped up. And the biggest difference I noticed between his performance against Ipswich and against Port Vale was his physicality. You know, he went in for, I think, in total 16 duels. He only won half of them in eight, but that's not the point. I think for me, Bradley Johnson, when he was brought in, yes, it's for experience, but it's also for his physicality in the middle of the park. And it's something that obviously we had in Coventry, but we didn't replace it until Bradley's come in. And I think we've finally, you mentioned, Bradley mentioned himself about him needing to step up as a senior player. Him and Louis did after they switched game. And I think we really saw it in some senses. Yes, they, they maybe didn't play particularly well, but they were pretty clinical. Of course, Johnson was you near know, two shots on target and two goals. And obviously I'll, I'll stop going on now and let Ross speak, but what did you think from the Johnson you saw against Ipswich and one against Port Vale, Ross? Yeah, with this Manning team, we always know that it's going to be obviously possession-based and there's a bit of purpose to our team. And I think there's obviously two opposites um, in the Ipswich performance and the uh, Port Vale performance. I felt it, um, in the Ipswich one, we obviously, their press, um, we struggled to deal with. And then in the Port Vale game, yes, the they didn't press us as much as what Ipswich did, but I felt we were retaining the ball a lot better. Um, and the key thing with Bradley, especially Bradley Johnson in this team, is we don't want to play our attacking front four as, as such, if we're playing four at the back, to uh, come deep and pick up the ball. We need to be allowing Bradley Johnson to do that, um, distribute the ball out to the to the wingers um, and let them do the damage um, because of... This is how I saw Ipswich because of Bradley Johnson was making errors and um, he wasn't dictating the game. He was giving the ball cheaply away. Um, we just struggled to deal with the occasion and um, obviously the result didn't go how we wanted it. But obviously Port Vale, he, I did see a reaction from him. Um, he looked a little bit more calm and I think, yes, the performance wasn't there against Port Vale in a way of we didn't create a lot of chances and the creativity, a bit of the issue in the team, um, I do feel it's still there. But in my eyes, I don't think it was the case of we needed to create loads. We just needed them three points in my eyes. Because obviously, it's a young team. Uh, we know what young players are. They breed confidence. And um, if, you, if you want to breed confidence within a team, you win games. And I think... It's a case of obviously using these two games um, at home, obviously Port Vale and Accrington, and taking it, taking advantage of it. And um, let's hope we can get some momentum going into uh, the next, I think, two away games, Watford and I can't remember the other Morecambe. one. That. Morecambe, yeah, Morecambe, the long old trip. Um, Morecambe, and let, let's hope, uh, yeah, just, just a bit momentum going into the next two fixtures. Yeah, I mean, I know, Ross, you mentioned before we jumped on the call regarding, you know, is the, because the away games have faced so far in Cambridge and Ipswich, you know, especially Ipswich, it's it's probably one of the more intimidating atmospheres to go to in the league. Obviously, you know, I think it's a 23,000 semi-silly there um, for, uh, on Saturday, which for League One is, is pretty impressive. Uh, and as you mentioned, it's a young group who most of them, Either it's their first time in football or they haven't played in England before to this level. So do you think that um it's gonna take them a while to get adjusted to this type of thing? But also is is the home comfort of them playing at CMK in front of their own fans quite a big factor at this stage? Well, obviously we know we know what um these these players have came out and said in the past about obviously the pitch. 
um, at Stadium MK, it being a big, bigger pitch, um, it allows you that space. And obviously at Cambridge, that's a tight, close ground and the fans are quite close. And I think just, just being at home allows you to express yourself a bit more. And with young players, that's what you want them to do. To That's why, obviously, they've got that raw talent and you want them to go out and perform. And I think especially at home, um, the pressure isn't there as such. And I know, obviously, not a lot of teams, especially on Tuesday nights, bring a, a big following. And I felt, especially against Port Vale, fair play to their fans, by the way, seven, nearly like 700 of them, brilliant turnout for them. Um, but I, f- I just feel like the pressure isn't there as such. And um, it's kind of a, a free free shot, if you want, want to call it that. Yeah, and I feel, you know, what we've had two, well, I mean, two or three home games, really, two of them have win so far. Yes, against Sutton and Port Vale, who I think with all respect to both those teams aren't exactly ball beaters in the sense of English football. However, you know, it's all about momentum, as you said, Ross, all about confidence and, you know, getting those results in for these younger lads. And, of course, the Watford game going up also in the Cup, which we'll go on to later. Um, yeah, you know, it's plenty of games. It's not a lot of time on a training ground to sort things out. However, um, we are seeing improvements in some senses. And whilst it isn't the finished article, I'm sure we'll get there. And it's still very early, de- early stages. And I think another thing that the Ipswich game I was really disappointed by was was the fullbacks. Obviously, in this one, it was it was Louis and Oyagoki and. The Brentford lad in particular, I thought was was very very poor. Without getting about half on too much time to individual performances, I thought he he just didn't do it for me in that day. And I was, I think him getting hooked off wasn't exactly a surprise to me. But uh, and obviously Louis, you know, everyone's pointing out that goal um, that he actually got done. And obviously Louis at left back is is always going to be an interesting situation. You know, he's he is he what despite him being very good on eighty percent of games, he's going to have an off day, and he is. Um, for a footballer, very old. Um, so he's going to have those performances where, especially against the nippy West Burns, where he's going to have a a tough time. And he did. And I think we saw a switch of that. But I think with the fullback situation now, we saw a change of formation, didn't we, Ross, in terms of both games. So we went from the 4 3 one to a 3 4 one Now, what were your thoughts on that overall? Obviously, it's fair to say we haven't been creatively good in either formation, but the argument is there that I think people like the feedback more because it seems to be allowing our fullbacks to get the opposition more. So what do you reckon? Yeah, in that second half, obviously, Oya Goke um, and uh, Lawrence, I felt they were just positive on the ball. And I think especially when when things aren't going your way, and I know obviously we are chasing our first win or points on the board, just, just being that positive and looking forward just just gets the crowd going. And I, I think, obviously, we didn't create a lot yesterday, but there was real good moments where they just got got the crowd involved. And I think sometimes these young players need that, just just a bit, that bit of a um, few minutes where the fans are behind them, gives them a bit of energy. And I think, especially with that five at the back, well, I call it three at the back, but uh, with wingers, but... Some people say five. Um, I just feel like we're a bit more positive and um, we we retain the ball very well um, rather than the four at the back. I just feel with a four at the back, especially Lewington's quite exposed when he's playing out on left. And we know, obviously, Lewington 
he's a master of the game and we know that he's not the quickest of uh, people and we saw that at Ipswich. He was, he, he was getting beaten by his man quite a few times and I did feel quite sorry for him because of we know he hasn't got that pace but we know also in that three at the back he's he, he can take that extra step back and he can look at the game properly. We know he's got that wand of the left foot and I just feel playing in that flat back four, I just feel like we, we're wasting his talent a bit as such. And um, I just feel going to that three at the back, it allows these um, both both fullbacks to express themselves. And um, I just feel overall, we look a lot better of a team. Yeah, and I think I think Manning with his, his fullback combinations, admittedly, he hasn't got much of a choice at the moment. He's got a mm. choice between really two players who he can pick from, um, yeah. obviously with the, with the expense of Louis. But... He's he seems to like one who sort of stays back a bit more in Oyagoki and and obviously of course once they're more comfortable with the free free at the back, I'm sure players like Was will advance more field and that'll bring um Oyagoki's position back a bit more so it become then becomes more of a free back again. But we're also seeing on on the opposite side where Oyagoki's more reserved, Lawrence is more advanced and wants to attack um people and I think, you know, we definitely saw that on Tuesday night against Port Vale and I think he whilst whilst again he isn't the finish article going forward, it's definitely from what I've seen anyway, progress to what he can do there. So I think obviously a very interesting situation once Harvey and Watson come back, because I think both of those guys are quite forward thinking players in terms of how they play. I think Watson can do both, which is nice for him, but you know, ultimately I've I've seen his best moments when he's been a bit more free willing. So um, but yeah, no, it was it was good to see a bit more structure in the three at the back, actually. And I think it's been well, I've seen ourselves, you know, fans have been crying out for it for a few games now. They've seen the promise that that free the back has brung. And, you know, you could say they were justified in terms of, you know, I know we were winning um, at the time with the four at the back, but, you know, I think the second half performance kind of showed us that maybe that free the back is the way forward and we might see a change of formation after all. And yeah, of course, you know, we went into 2-0 um, close to the end of that Port Vale game. And unfortunately, uh, we lost that clean sheet. It was quite a shame because Ellis Harrison getting a goal, of course he does. Uh, against us um so yeah I'm, ross i'm sure you know was tucker all the defenders really are pretty disappointed to succeed that late on yeah obviously we, we, it's a, i think it's going to be a common theme this season with these young players about momentum i think getting a, getting a clean sheet on the board it'll do that back line in the world of good i think especially chuck tucker obviously um individually they've all had their own performances this season so far but it'd be nice if they could uh have a Something to show as a team, um, and a clean sheet is a perfect thing to show for that. Yeah, and you know, who knows? The, the returns of the three back might bring back uh, the defensive solidarity that we saw in the last season, which won us so many games. And yeah, and it'll be you know, it won't be it won't be the same combination as last season. But you know, as as I've mentioned several times on the podcast this year, you know, Tucker as a replacement for Darling um, isn't a bad one at all. So you know, hopefully that comes back. Um, and yeah, special mention to uh, the fans last night. Thought absolutely fantastic for Tuesday night. I think it's a uh, reputation of Tuesday nights at MK Don's games is uh, not the best. So yeah, the fact that um, all of Block 11, all of the cow shed got behind the lads, especially with uh, Devoy coming on for his first league minutes, uh, was really good. And yeah, hopefully that continues going into Accrington and moving forward. But yeah, it's important that we put that ASPH performance behind us. It was um if you were there, you know how bad it was. If you weren't there, then you don't need to know it, it was that bad. But yeah, we're back on back on winning terms, back at Stadium K Calls on Saturday. 
And that's where our attention turns to next with regards to Accrington at home. So some notes on Accrington Town. Of course, the infamous John Coleman is their manager, well-known throughout the EFL world, in particular League One, uh, for his uh, variety of opinions. And that goes also goes to their chairman, by the way, and their owner. Um, Accrington this season so far, unbeaten in the league, uh, 14th in League One with five points. Um, they've played the three games, of course, with their game midweek against Forest Green being cancelled. Uh, due to the apparent monsoon and forest green this midweek. Um, you know, I think with the with the standout loss of Colby Bishop that they had throughout the summer to Portsmouth, I think a lot of fans and a lot of EFL pundits were kind of wondering where the goals have come from. But, you know, so far this season, they've not really shown any sort of signs of losing that goal-scoring spirit with being a joint top scorer in a league of seven goals. Uh, alongside two promotion chases, I believe in um it Peterborough and um I think it's I think Charlton also up there in terms of goals, um and you know that's come from only having a low from play expected goals of three point six eight for the season if you're into your XG so that shows that yes they're overachieving in terms of the chance they're creating the goals they're scoring but they're still scoring at the end of the day so they've had a pretty fast start, but. That goal scoring prowess has hurt them at the back. Of course, they lost um, Ross Sykes to uh, USG in Belgium, who, of course, Marisol and I went to briefly um, from us. So they've also conceded five goals this season, which is also up there in terms of the league. But you've got to bear in mind that four of those were to bottom of the league, Burton. So, you know, you look at that both ways. Is it a concern or is it just one game? Um, but either way, you know, they've had a pretty positive start and they're certainly above us in the league. So we've got to be wary of them. I think if you if you described Acton's attacking style in, in two words, it'd be fast and, and direct. Um, you know, I think they're the most direct team in the league in terms of how quickly they get the ball at the field, which, you know, typically would suggest that it is a bit long ball FC. Um, they've got pretty physical strikers and with the likes of, you know, uh, Pritchard, uh, Joe Pritchard and McConville, Sean Wally, you know, they're bound to want to get the ball up to their striker and have their little playmakers in behind in the 4-1-4-1. Um, formation just do their thing basically and it's it seems to be working so far in terms of goals I think in terms of any any one weakness that you could target from this exercise so far this season has been the left-hand side of the defence I think if you go through their games this season there's, there's been a real inconsistency in terms of either players putting in bad performances or players getting injured that you don't need this time of season so the right-hand side of our of our team, whether it be in, in the fullback or the feedback, really is it's quite important to in this clash in terms of getting at them and working on an area which they tend to struggle at this early stage of the season. Um, but you know, with with Action being quite a direct team, quite a physical team based off what we've seen early so far this year, the key for the Dons will be the same as usual, just keeping the ball on the ground, making sure they're breaking through the lines to me, being a bit purposeful with the football. And yeah, just don't play into their tactics, really. Just keeps your own game. And you like to think that with the momentum we do have now, we're getting our first win. We can make it two out of two for the week and uh, get back up the table. So, Ross, those are my immediate notes on the acting game. What were your immediate thoughts heading into it? Yeah, you know what you're going to get with Accrington. They're, they're going to be a very physical side. And I think you mentioned it there. It's about keeping the ball on the floor, play to our own strengths and... Um, Utilise the space, uh, the width of the pitch, sorry. Um, but I just, obviously, just looking at a few players of theirs, Sean McConville, two goals, one assist. Obviously, the veteran. Um, he's played over 300 games for Aki now. So, he, 
he's pretty much an Aki legend, if you want to call him that. Um, plays out on the left. Um, and then, obviously, Sean Wally, someone I remember um, just all the time, wherever he goes, he scores against us for some reason. Obviously, ex-Shrewsbury, I think we all know. Um, he knows where the net is. Um, he plays out on the right, opposite wing to Sean um, Conville. Um, he's got just the one assist this year, but he's got that quality, um, which can hurt us. But just looking at Accrington on whole, obviously, averaging about 5.3 shots on target this season. So we're going to have to be on it. Um, the defence, obviously, has got to stay, stay solid or um, we're going to be conceding. And obviously, they've got like 2.3 goals per match. So let's, let's hope them uh, goals come out our side instead of theirs. And um, let's hope uh, we can stroll on to three points. Yeah, and no, I think historically our games have actually are quite high scoring ones from memory. So yeah, we should expect goals um, in both the historical sense and the uh, the current sense also. So Ross, um, obviously a bit of a debate this episode on the fullback or the freeback in terms of uh, the formation that we think Liam Manning should go for. I'm pretty sure I can guess your answer, but what what's your lineup and what formation have you gone with? Yeah, so I've obviously picked um, the three at the back. Um I just feel like obviously we're a better team when playing in a three. Um, but I'll just run through my lineup. Um obviously coming in goal. I think obviously the usual back three in uh was Tucker and Louis. Then um uh Henry La- Henry Lawrence out on the left and Ayakoke on the right. Just feel obviously with limited options at the moment and until obviously Harvey and Tanai come back, we haven't really got other ch- other choices to go there. And then um in the middle of the pitch, I know we briefly talked about it um, just a minute ago, obviously, about Bradley Johnson. Obviously, he's a veteran of the game, and I just feel, has he got the legs to uh, play, obviously, three games on the bounce? It's going to be a stretch for him, but I think it, just on form, you've got to play him. And then I've gone with uh, Smith alongside him. Obviously, Matt Smith he didn't have his best game on Tuesday, but he's been a standout in previous games. So, um, I think Obviously, you expect highs and lows with his team, and I just hope it's, um, he just had an average game on Tuesday and he can pick up on Saturday. Um, and then I think the three up top, I've gone with Lou Barry. I felt a bit bad for him on Tuesday because of at, at times he had like glimpses. We knew what he can do, trying to beat his man. Um, but obviously, he, I believe he got subbed off at half time. Um, just tactical reasons, the same as Conor Grant against Ipswich. Um, and then I've gone with um, Daryl Burns on the other wing. I just feel oh. Burns, for me, I don't I don't see, we, we haven't got anything to lose by playing Daryl Burns. It's the same with Dawson Devoy. I feel two players, we talked about obviously settling in, but we know the quality's there. We we know what they can, can do. Um and why not try it against Accrington? I know, obviously, they've got quality to hurt us, but I, I, I do feel we can hurt them with Daryl Burns. Um, obviously, some some people would say Conor Grant, but we'll see. Um, and then, obviously, the usual Matt Dennis up top. And by the way, on Tuesday, fair play to the lad, 20-year-old. He's been a real nuisance up top, and that's all you can really ask for him at the moment because of, at times, he's not getting the service. And, um, yeah, let's hope he can get a goal on Saturday. Yeah, so yeah, it's fair to Matt Dennis. I think um, 
whilst he did have a great chance against Ipswich on on the previous Saturday, which he probably should have scored. Um, yeah, he has been good, and I think, yeah, I think he's been a great support striker. Um, so far, I think he's really brought the others Everton to the play. Um, and I think he he gives us the option of playing with a front two also if we do get another striker in or when, when Gregor Rice to return and. Yeah, I think he's been fantastic. And yeah, he did get a bit battered on, on Tuesday night against Port Vale. But, you know, fair play to him. I think he, he won it overall getting the three points. But yeah, in terms of in terms of my lineup, um, I've also gone with the three back. Um, as most of your reasons, to be fair. Uh, you know, I think we've seen much more attacking potential in a team with that formation. And they all just seem a bit more comfortable with it. And I think sometimes you've got to just read the room and maybe, you know, I'm sure Manning will knows the players very well and he'll speak to them on a daily basis, I'm sure. And and um yeah, it's, it's the second game road that we've seen we've seen that free back come to life again. And you know, this this game we saw a bit more prevalent than the first one. So yeah, I think it'll be the free back. Um I've got the same back three and the same wingers as you as well as the goalkeeper. Um, same midfield two as Smith and Johnson. My front three is where it changes a little bit. Um I think I I could be wrong. I believe it's the same team that started the second half against Port Vale. So I've gone Kemp, Grant, and Dennis as the front three. Um, I just feel that I would love to see the younger lads start in terms of Dara and Barry. Um, until Grant's not old, what we're talking about. But overall, I just feel that we're gonna need to. Well, also it's, it's about keeping momentum as I said and it's about keeping the same team that won the game and getting that confidence to play again and not not put into the bench but it's also the fact that we've got Watford on Tuesday night and I feel that the younger lads are probably going to benefit from that experience a bit more um, yes they need minutes in the league but we also need to win football games and I think this game is we need to win this game really uh, I feel really we're in a, a sweet spot in terms of who are playing. I mean, Action are a good team, but let's face it, they're not at Switch, they're not Sheffield Wednesday. So I'd like to see a team who won the game last night. Um, and yeah, hopefully they can do it again. And by all means, you know, Barry and Burns to start the game will come on in the 60th minute. And if we need them to score a goal, provide an impact, they definitely do that because we've seen the explosiveness that they've shown, especially Burns in the cup games. Um, but yeah, I just feel this team's going to need to pass their way through um, Action a bit at the start. And I think my 11 probably gives him the best chance to do that. But hey, we'll see. I mean, Manning's kind of thrown a lot of curveballs at us this season. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm affecting another one coming very soon. Mm-hmm. So, Ross, obviously, I mentioned Watford on Tuesday. It's going to be, well, I hope it'll be a good, a good experience. Of course, over 750 Dons fans have already bought the tickets uh, for the 2000 allocation, which is fantastic support for a Tuesday night. I know it's a short journey, but, you know, regardless, people have other commitments in terms of families and work. So the fact that we've got that many coming already is fantastic. And I'm sure that number will rise as the week goes along. Uh, in terms of score predictions for that and the action game, of course, what are you thinking for both games? So just obviously turn, turn the attention to obviously Saturday. I think obviously the keys, again, is just to get three points, um, no matter how we do it. Um, but obviously just gelling that extra bit more. And I feel like, I know obviously Manning mentioned about gelling and it's going to take time, but I think there's only so 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 long you can use that excuse. And I know he said it wasn't an excuse, but as fans, and you probably agree with me there, Liam, I think there's a time and place, obviously, if you keep mentioning it each week, um, 
it's it's just gonna get the same old boring excuse. And I just I just feel um they're gonna have to put that behind them and just start start gelling quickly because of um at, at the end of the day we're not we're not fight we don't want to be fighting at the bottom end of the table. We want to be at the other end and I think. If we if we're going to be anywhere near that, we're going to need to click straight away. And I just feel um, Saturday's that's a perfect opportunity. Um, I feel, I do feel like it's going to be a really tight game. Um, and you mentioned about there's there's loads of goals normally between the two sides. I'm going to go the complete opposite, and I'm going to go one nil Dons. I feel it's going to be an edgy affair. Um, but one I feel the subs will decide late on. I know I say this quite a bit, but I just feel um. Both teams are going to cancel each other out, and um, if Burns or Barry don't pl- don't start, I do feel like um, they'll have a perfect opportunity to come and make an impact. And then, as for obviously Tuesday, well, I think just to enjoy ourselves as fans. Obviously, Watford it's a nice day out, short journey from Milton Keynes, and as you say, it's a it's a decent following. Hopefully, over a thousand people attending on Tuesday. Um, uh. I think we can all dream of obviously getting that get, getting that cup win, but I think for me it's just a case of just enjoying the day out. And um, if if we somehow do pull it out of the bag, happy days. But I'm not going to put a scoreline on it. Um, it's just a case of enjoying yourselves. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, before we get into my score predictions, um, I've actually got to read off Joe's lineup expected, so I'll read it off quickly. Um, it, it's pretty much the same as what me and Ross has said us that. But he agree he agrees with Ross and that he thinks Louis Barry and one of Connor Grant or Darry Burns be on, on the wings with Matt Dennis at front. Uh in the in the three four two one. Um he's a bit undecided whether it's Grant or Burns, but I mean I think I mean if obviously if I was Manning, I'd go Grant, I'm sure. If oh, Ross was Manning, yeah. he'd go Burns. But <laughs> um I'll go Devoy as well, but that's just being greedy. <laughs> well, well, I think everyone would like to see Devoy get some more minutes in the league. Um and yeah, his his action prediction was a two one win. Uh, I tend to agree with that prediction. Um, yeah, I think there'll be goals. I think both teams, well, in particular, action are scoring a lot of goals at the moment. I think Don's are starting to get into their groove in that sense. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that yeah, Don's will, will will sort of feed off the confidence and the momentum from the previous game and hopefully get a job done and uh, make it two wins two at home for this week anyway. And yeah, Watford. Um, Joe said a three-one loss. I think it'll be a two-nil loss. Um, you know, I don't think we we rarely predict losses on this podcast. But listen, when you're facing a, a champ, uh, sorry, Premier League team from a few months ago, you, mm. you know, you got to have some sort of realistic expectations in some sort of games. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, I'll be going for the beers pretty much for this one, rather than anything else. And uh, hopefully, we get to see the boy for a bit and so the other lads that we haven't seen in the league. But. That is it for this week. A uh, bit of a shorter episode, I believe, than usually. But, you know, when, when there's one game you've you've seen the team get absolutely battered in, you don't really want to talk about it for too long. Um, but, yeah, we hope to see you all uh, in action on Saturday and, again, at Watford on Tuesday night to keep buying tickets on the club's website and hopefully see a lot of you there for both games. But until then, come on, you dons. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.